I'm Jennifer Stevens, and I'm the CEO of JHL. Welcome to Make the Connection. I'm Jessica Bayadaris-Bennett, a Vice President of JHL, an Austin-based firm specializing in public affairs, strategic communications, and events. And I'm sitting here with uh, Jennifer Stevens, CEO of JHL. Jen. What's up? Thanks very much for having me here today on the launch of our JHL podcast series, Making the Connection. So I joined your company, JHL, a little over five years ago, ahead of your 10th anniversary. And now we're nearing our 15th anniversary. Oh, my God. How's that possible? I'm only 22. <laughs> <laughs> we look it, we don't do, we? We do, don't we? So in all seriousness, a lot has remained a constant at JHL, but it's not what it was then. And it's not even what it was a year ago. Tremendous growth and change and change for the good. So much has evolved. Tell us about the history of JHL. What makes you most proud about where the business is today? Well, the history is, you know, I love to work and I love to work hard, and but I don't trust a lot of people. And uh, I knew if my fate were in my own hands in life, I'd be fine. So I had run political campaigns and was successful in that, never lost, never lost an, an election. And, um, you know, had worked my way up and, and really could do anything I wanted in politics, but I was tired of it and tired of um, the campaign environment. I was a new mom then. And um, so I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to help people connect with what they needed, whether that was public affairs or uh, knowing someone else or building the brand of who they are, an event, whatever it was, I like bringing people together to succeed in, in whatever effort they they take on. So, so my idea was that I would launch a consulting firm, and, and I use the term firm loosely because it, you know, me and a laptop and a one-year-old, but... Um, but I would launch a consulting firm under the guise that I would do that for a little while and then maybe become like a corporate, you know, marketing or government affairs type. So I knew if I started the firm, I could theoretically control my own destiny and really just allow me to get my sea legs after having been so campaign focused at that time, federally campaign focused, having run the Corning campaign for U.S. Senate and and figure out what I wanted to do and then go get a job. And so, you know, 15 years later, I'm still looking for a job. And um, and I love it. So, so that's our history. And I started the firm thinking, well, I'll do political fundraising, which we don't do anymore at all, and events. And um, we still do events, of course. We do a lot of events. But um, but it has evolved. And I think that I think I like to say the only constant in business is change. And for small business, I think that's even more so. And I think the reason that JHL has evolved is not just, I don't think that's come out of any sort of like sitting down, having a meeting and saying, you know, tomorrow we're going to focus in this way. I think that change has come organically from what our clients need and where we see trends uh, take us to be able to meet that need. And, you know, honestly, after 15 years, the thing I'm most proud of is, you know, we've made payroll every month. We don't have an investor. We don't have debt. And we're really free as a team because it is a team. It's not about me. It's 100% about all of us working together cohesively or nothing works at all. And we're free in that to make the choices we need to make. And sometimes we have to make hard choices. Sometimes we have to let a client go. Sometimes we have to take a step back from something to take a step forward somewhere else. 
you know, these aren't easy decisions for us. Um, small business is not for the weak. But what I'm most proud of is that we have created a place where we're free to make those choices and do really high quality, high impact projects that we're very proud of. And I think that's what I'm most proud of. JHL is your baby. I know that. I see it every day. I think your passion is infectious. It translates in all you do, and it's passed along to all of us who work with you. I know there's much to be proud of, and putting aside the fact that you are a successful woman business owner, you, we, the team, has built a great reputation for ourselves. Um, and, and you've spoken to this a little bit, talking about how we work co- cohesively and collaboratively, but tell me what do you attribute its growing success to and where do you see it going in the next five years? Where do you see it going in the next 10 years? Absolutely. All of that is absolutely true. I think the um, the growth has come from a place of quality and no one holds themselves to a, to a higher standard than our team does. And, you know, to be able to work with a group of people where I have to say, hey, guys, sometimes we can't let great get in the way of good. Whereas I think most people in this day and age, especially a, a, a employer that employs a lot of young people, I think most employers these days, the articles I read, they talk about how do you motivate and how do you get people to care? How do you build loyalty? And the truth is, I mean, we've had those conversations uh, some over the years, but the truth is that is that is organically grown and and the team is so passionate about each other, not letting each other down and our clients and not letting our clients down that, you know, I find myself almost in the reverse situation where I have to say, look, you've done the best you can do. And sometimes 90 is as far as we can go. We're not going to get to 100. Um, so that's a blessing. And I think that is a lot of the reason that the growth has happened is I know um, what people tell me when they come to us is, look, I know that you guys are going to do the best in the business. And that's why we want to work with you. And to hear people say that, whether we end up taking the project or not, um, is 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 very heartwarming. I think as far as, you know, my, I definitely have a, what I, w- I guess I would classify as a big personality. I think that's a blessing and a curse. You know, it can be a little lonely at the top. So there's days where I'm having a bad day. I think that's infectious too. I feel... Can I giggle at that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel an extra pressure, you know, to try to to try to have a happy face. But, but the truth is I'm human and I've got, you know, a life outside of JHL and, and, you know, things coming at me from clients that I try to protect the team from. So, so it's not always easy to be happy, but I'm very conscious of the fact that my personality and my temperament is very infectious. So to that end, I do try to laugh a lot. I do try to appreciate the little things. My faith, I think, helps a tremendous amount with that. Um, I don't have a hard time finding perspective with what really matters. And so I think that, um, goes a long way. And then you know what? No one's laying on a on a gurney with their life in our hands. At the end of the day, we always want to do the best work we can for our client, but this is not a life and death situation and we have to remain in our in our own heads and and remind our clients that we need to bring some some humor and some perspective to every situation and I think that grace in those situations makes a big difference on why people want to work with us as well. Well, 
I do hope to be at your side in five years. You better be. What am I going to do? <laughs> um, and I, I look forward to seeing the things we will be doing a I, year, two years, three years from I now. I think the growth, you know, on the public affairs and the communication side, I think the growth is, honestly, it's limitless. Because the truth of the matter is, you know, it's not just about stakes and handshakes anymore. Those lobbyists that are out there doing that work, which is incredibly difficult work, they need air cover. And and that air cover in the social media space, traditional media space, grassroots space, we can come in and provide that. And it's fun. You know, this is the Jennifer left brain, right brain side of the business. It's fun and it's exciting. And so I love working on those issues. And I think that growth is limitless. On the event side and the communication side, um, what I see happening just as in society overall, and I think you can look no further than, you know, what happens at the gym now. You know, I think personal training is out and group classes are in, right? And and I think the same is, is true of brands that are trying to build an audience for their brand. People want to come together and experience something together. And um, so for those of us in the event business, that's good news because they need a platform on which uh, they can shine, whatever they is, whether that's a nonprofit, a for-profit, a product launch, whatever. So I think that opportunity is limitless too. And then the third phase of growth that I see for us is I'm interested in beginning to build our own projects where we're our own client. Because um, I think the one, I don't really believe in regrets, but I think looking back, the one learning thing that I have taken away the most is sometimes we work really, really hard to create something and through no fault of our own, it either goes away or dismantles in some way. And that can be heartbreaking. So what I want to do is find something we really put our effort into and our energy into and we build it and then the destiny is also in our hands. You've said at times JHL is a labor of love and I couldn't agree more. And all you just said speaks to that. Um, I want to go back a couple of years. You brought the team together with the help of a consulting firm to take an inward look at JHL, our branding, how we operate, how we market ourselves. And, you know, going back to what you just said about connecting people and going back to making the connection, that was a really learning experience, I think, definitely for me, but for the whole team. You know, for me, in my experience, the exercise proved to be a little more challenging than expected going into it when you talk to us about this is what we're doing and this is the the goal of working with, with, this, with this outside firm. Um, it really opened my eyes and I think our eyes to truly appreciate the extent of the value of what we are offering. And in the end, we landed on what JHL signifies. And I'm going to have to read that because it's good um, where we landed. We excel at the crossroads of high visibility and reputation enhancement in public policy, events, and first impressions. So in short, um, we are making the connection. We're making first impressions and offering unique and unforgettable experiences. I think as a best takeaway for me as a member of your team is that we are team-oriented, and we promote a healthy and competitiveness among ourselves. And to be honest with you, that comes, that comes from your leadership and uh, what you display for us. So I'm going to brag on you a little bit, which I don't often do, but I mean, you know it. You're uber, uber smart, forward-thinking, innovative, solution-oriented, and you drive that into us. Um, and, and you're 
you're a badass. This was not in the questions I pre-approved. Okay, okay, okay. I'll stop already. Um, so much can be learned from you, Jen, from your expertise and professional and personal perspectives in succeeding in the workplace. I see it all the time. So often you're approached by young individuals entering the workplace and the like by well-established professionals seeking your expertise. So what are some of the long-term best practices you can share in event planning, development strategy, building a brand, and strategic communications, basically in all the areas we consider ourselves expertise and pride ourselves on at JHL? Yeah, I, I mean, great question. So that's like four more podcasts to come, right? I mean, those are really long conversations. But I think in short, you know, a number a number of best practices that we've seen over the over the 15 years of our work. Number one, everything starts at the top. So the leader leadership matters. So if it's a CEO of an organization or a board chair of an organization or a whatever it is, the tone and the expectation of how that organization is going to work, how the, uh, the respect, the level of respect internally with the team, those things all permeate through an organization and they 100% impact the outcomes. So whether that's a whether that's a company looking to sell something, an association looking to get something done at the Texas Capitol, or, you know, a nonprofit looking to raise funds, that juju, you know, that secret sauce that's happening from that leadership down through that team, if that is not in alignment, it really doesn't matter what you do. Things will not work well. And what I see happen a lot a lot is that people say, well, it's okay. I mean, we had that one situation, but we're working around it or we're this or we're that. And the truth is, you know, the term is if you have a cancer in your organization, um, you got to cut it. And I got to tell you, I've seen it time and again. And every single time that an organization doesn't do what they need to do to get the cancer out, they suffer from it. So I think that's number one. I think, I think the second rule of thumb is don't step over a dollar to pick up a dime. I probably say that every single day, depending on any day of the week, any client we're talking about. And I see people say, well, what we're going to do is go get X, Y, and Z donated and ABC this way. And, you know, I don't want to pay for this or whatever it is. And the truth is people have to invest in themselves. And what I see people do, again, corporate, nonprofit, it doesn't matter. What I see people do is say, well, I'm going to be able to, you know, save here or whatever. And the reality is they cost themselves so much on the other side, be it brand integrity or 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 bottom line fundraising goals or whatever. That doesn't only apply to our clients. Uh, you remind me of that internally from time to time. Um, as well intended as I am, you remind me of that. A absolutely. And I think, you know, my dad is a is a completely self-made man, grew up dirt poor, and um, never went to college. I'm the first person in my family to go to college. Neither of my parents went. Both wildly successful people now and throughout their lives. But you know, one of my dad's many rules was, you know, you can't do a million-dollar deal in a $5 suit. And people are going to look at you and whatever the you is they're looking at, whether it's your event, your marketing material, your social media, whatever it is, they're going to look at you and they're going to – and what they associate in their brain is if that's the value you put on your own brand – then that's the value I'm going to give you right back. So if you're willing to piecemeal it together, you're willing to half-ass it, you're willing to not produce quality for yourself, then that's the expectation you've just set for what they should think of you. And that costs people so much more money than if they would just do it right the first time. 
So lastly, tell us why the podcast and more so what can we expect to hear on future podcasts? Well, I'll probably cuss. Um, You know, the podcast is because I do get a lot of calls from people, whether it's someone just starting out. I do some guest lecturing at UT and St. Ed's, which I enjoy very much. But we get calls from people even in the professional environment, you know, in the workplace, whatever. Can you help with this? Can you meet on that? Could you just give us half an hour of advice on this? Could you just give us half an hour of advice on that? And what I've realized is, um, one, as hard as I've tried, I can't clone myself. And two, we sell time in mindshare. So the amount of time and thought and mindshare that I'm giving to things during the day that are not making a difference back to my family or my employees, it's really not fair at a certain point. But I have a desire to help people. I don't want to have to tell people no. I don't want to say, oh, thanks anyway, but I'm too busy. I hate the term, you're too busy. Although the truth is, I really am too busy. And so my thought was, well, let's create a podcast. Let's take all of the kinds of questions that come to us in these, can I please have 20 minutes? Can I please have 30 minutes? And let's begin a series, a conversational series on these topics. How do I have a successful auction? How do I engage grassroots in my public affairs effort? What is the way to bring a strategic plan forward and get our board all on the same page? How do we handle an unruly board member who maybe isn't acting in the best interest of the organization? How do we structure our live auction for success? Whatever it is across the, across the spectrum of what we do, Um, why not have these conversations this way? And so when I get the call of, can you just, can you just, the answer can be, I'd be glad to try to help you, but I might not have time to do that for the next six or eight weeks. Why don't you go listen to that podcast and maybe you can get some immediate good tips and advice that would move things forward for you. Excellent. Well, thank you for having a place for me at JHL. Um, I'm glad to share our love for our community, our city. You know what? I'm glad you just said that because I should say one more thing. The other piece of this podcast that's important is maybe it can help somebody do something even better within our community. And not everybody in this community is a fit to be our client. But to be honest, almost everybody in this community could probably use with a little bit of advice on how to just sharpen an edge here or there and how they're approaching what they're doing. And the more successful every nonprofit is in this community, the more successful our community as a whole will be. And, you know, many hands make light work. I want to be a part of that solution. So thanks for doing it. And thanks for setting up happy hour after. (laughs) Thanks, Jen. Godspeed and forward. I'm Jennifer Stevens. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to jhlcompany.com.